Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. Cheer! It's your boy HG. It's your boy JC. JC from Harlem. Cheer! I loved her. Uh, I love uh, early Jay Z and Kanye. You know how Jay Z used to open up his records by like going like Cheer! Kanye, see you're genius. <laughs> I think that's the height of a supportive male friendship is back in the early days before they fell out when Kanye was like a beat maker for Jay-Z um, and Jay-Z was just super appreciative, you know? Before Kanye became this megastar when he was just a, a dank beat maker. And I like how I like it in hip-hop how Jay-Z just shows his appreciation. Like, Kanye, see, you've done it again, you're genius. Oh, I'm hot off the last record, my boy, Kanye, see. Hover, going crazy for this one, cheer. JC, I have so much respect for how Beyonce completely shut Jay-Z down. Like, that's such a baller move. That's the way to tame a boy gone wild. To release a whole album, just drop it. That's a girl gone wild when Beyonce just dropped that whole album, just saying, my boy's been cheating on me. And I love how Jay-Z was like, Cheer, I'm a feminist now, but make it gangster. Uh, if you look at any video of Jay-Z and Beyonce together, it's always him standing behind her like, You go, B! You're the main girl now, not me, because I'm a, I'm a feminist, but I'm still gangster. We're not here to talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce. We're here to talk about Dennis Rodman. Um, I've been waiting to do this episode for a little bit, ever since I started watching Netflix, the Netflix documentary, The Last Dance, which is about the 90s Chicago basketball team, one of the most legendary sports teams ever. And it's an amazing doc. It's really fucking good. Even if you don't like sports, I still recommend you watch it. It's super thrilling because the, the, this team basically transcended. It's Michael Jordan, um, it's a basketball team, and it, they basically transcended basketball. And all the characters in there were all mavericks and super interesting. And it really is incredible. Um, just American, just American sports are just wild. I always find it strange just how. America has such an entertainment culture. It's so used to cameras and stuff that all the all the basketball players and sports people, they're so like... It's weird, but they're all so comfortable doing interviews and stuff. They have cameras in front of their face constantly, but you, you see like Michael Jordan after a game doing like post-match interviews and he's always like, yeah, I think we're going to win a championship... And I think a lot of more people would think we're going to win the championship if you, you journalists did your job and started writing properly, okay? So we, we feel we must be considered one of the best teams ever. Personally, I mean, individual goal was that Magic, Bird, Isaiah never did this. And like so confident, as if they're like trained, have media training. If you look at like footballers here, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think the boys played well today. Um, yeah, I think we are left out on the field. Um, it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's a great um, day for us. And you know, it's all six points clear to beat our closest rivals. And but my favourite uh, person from the whole documentary is Dennis Rodman, who is... An incredible basketball player. He was a member of the Chicago Bulls team. He won most of the championships there. Um, and 
he's basically known as the greatest defensive basketball player of all time. Uh, I don't know much about basketball at all, but basically he's great at blocking shots and getting rebounds. He's like the best ever to do it. Um, so weirdly, he's he's got he's quite a conservative role in the basketball pitch, but off the basketball pitch, he's an absolute nutcase. Um, almost too much of a nutcase to do an episode on because I've been sort of a lot of people who are suggesting Boys Gone Wild for me to do. They always uh, suggest people who are like openly eccentric. Like a friend suggested Liam Gallagher, uh, Britney Spears, people like that. It's like I don't know because I feel like if someone already is crazy I don't know why you'd want to tune in for the podcast you kind of it only really works if I've got a fairly original take on it um but Dennis Rodman it's hard to have much of a take on him because just his life in itself is a podcast um and what I like about Dennis Rodman uh he he's got this he's a sort of like I like celebrities who treat the act of celebrity as a performance art piece in itself you know he it was what he managed to do in his career as a celebrity basically um is turn it into an art form it's like Kanye like part of the reason I love Kanye is that he's turned what a celebrity is into a basically a, uh, a very long performance art piece and I think that's what I want you want from your celebrities is to just if you're going to be a celebrity you might as well just spice things up um so yeah Dennis Rodman outstanding basketball player um but just had a mad life uh he kind of he grew up and he was kicked out of his house so he was homeless for a few years and he only started properly playing basketball he, he became a rookie in the NBA at age 25 so he came in late but was uh immediately a massive hit but yeah Dennis how where do you even start with Dennis Rodman so he had a lot of success in the basketball and he was a fairly normal person but then he's there was a turn where he said he'd killed the old Dennis um and he started doing a lot of cross-dressing and things like that and did a lot of very eccentric things like he said in a statement that he was going to marry the most beautiful girl in the world and then later got married to himself in a wedding dress He doesn't seem to get the credit he deserves as being a trailblazer in the trans community. But he's so wild as a boy that even the trans community are like, mm, I don't want to touch that boy. He dated Madonna. He dated Carmen Electra. Just had a wild life. He was constantly known for partying and. But how he's he's sort of turned celebrity in an art form into the sense that he's. Just everything he does, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what his views are, as long as he makes generate spectacle. So all the the wigs, the piercings, the um, dating other celebrities, just generating that spectacle is what's so incredible about someone like Dennis Rodman. From the starting point of being the greatest defensive basketballer in the world to expand into wearing a wedding dress and marrying yourself. Um, officially in the state of New York I think it found new heights he's like best mates with Donald Trump he supports Donald Trump and like I don't really mind that he supports Donald Trump in the same way that it, it doesn't really bother me that Kanye West supports Donald Trump because it sort of adds to this I don't go to Dennis Rod like everyone lost their shit that Kanye was 
came out in support of Trump. Um, I don't know. I, I don't go to Kanye or Dennis Rodman for my political beliefs. I go to them to see how far they can push the limits of what celebrity is. Um, and I don't think many people have pushed it further than Dennis Rodman when he became best friends with Kim Jong-un, North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un, which may be one of the wildest things any celebrity has ever done. Uh, he visited... He visited North Korea with the Harlem Globetrotters in 2013. And then he just got on with Kim Jong-un, who, funnily enough, was a huge basketball fan, especially of the Chicago Red Bulls in the 90s. Which I don't, really, I don't really understand how you can be a vicious dictator who constantly hates the West and America, but also bloody loves the Chicago Red Bulls. You know? How can you be on the brink of sending nuclear missiles to destroy America, but then also get ex all excited for game night? I just I can't imagine Kim Jong Un just turning on Chicago Red Bulls versus Chicago Bulls versus um, Utah Jazz and talking tactics and talking. It just seems so bizarre to me. But then also, as soon as he's finished watching it, goes back out and says like, uh, "Death to the West." I just it seems so strange to me. But Dennis Rodman befriended him, became best friends with him, and kind of gained his trust, um, which. I think only someone like Dennis Rodman can. And that, that's when you're using celebrity for what it should do, in a way. Uh, not in like a real social justice way, but just more because you have this bizarre fandom, just trying to push it in as many ways you possibly can to see where it leads. And the, he visited Kim Jong-un constantly. And then he started getting involved in uh, the the nuclear... Uh, discourse the the t the talks about the nuclear weapons so Dennis Rodman is someone who's having the ear of Kim Jong-un in one of the most important peace talks uh, in the world I think part of the reason why it happened was because of Dennis Rodman there's such bizarre there's a clip of him singing Kim Jong-un happy birthday happy birthday to you Dennis Rodman. Once again, I don't... It's hard for me to say anything about it other than what it is. The fact that Dennis Rodman's going to North Korea and befriending Kim Jong-un, that's too mental to have an opinion on. That's It just in itself is so wonderfully weird and bizarre. Um, he also had a, a, a brief stint as like a an action film star. He was in the, in the film Simon Says. This fall... The bad boy rocks the big screen. Incoming! Hey, baby. Long time no see. Which has a meta score of 13, I think, or 18 or something on INDB. Um, it looks utterly ridiculous. But once again, Rodman is doing what celebrities should do, which is using the spectacle to create bizarre new realities like that's part of as much as the world is fucked and as much as it's very terrifying and as much as kind of celebrity culture is damaging sometimes i'll just look at a picture of dennis rodman chilling with kim jong-un and them just laughing about and it'll be like yeah if you look at this with the right perspective the world's pretty fucking hysterical right now 
because it's all just so absurd. Like Kim Jong Un is one of the biggest threats to world peace there is. Like if genuinely, if he launched nuclear weapons, it could cause the biggest <coughs> catastrophe the world's ever seen. Literally, it could end the world. And one of the people who's involved with stopping that is Dennis Rodman. And he comes out saying, like, you, no one understands Kim. He's a pretty chill guy. He's best mates with Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. Who, who know Dennis Rodman? Defensive player for the Chicago Bulls is the one who was negotiating between Trump and Kim Jong-un. Uh, and it, it, he was even saying in interviews that he, like, is, like, slagging off Kim Jong-un. Apparently, at Kim Jong-un's birthday, he gave a toast to Kim Jong-un. And said like, yo man, you're cool, but your your dad and your grandfather, those motherfuckers were nuts. He like slagged off Kim Jong-un's dad and granddad. And Kim Jong-un just laughed it off. This is a man who's like fed half his cabinet to wild dogs. Just has Dennis Rodman standing there just slagging off the founders of his country. It's just, I love the way he's just created spectacle around him. And I think there's a lot to learn from other celebrities. Like, I love how ridiculous most celebrities are being during this quarantine, thinking that we're all in this together as if them being in lockdown is the same as any of us being in lockdown and trying to pretend they care. It just it constantly baffles me how people whose job, supermodels and actresses, but then they think that this somehow gives them any sort of insight politically. Like, Cara Delvine, I'm sorry to bring it up, but... I didn't have a podcast back when this happened, but Cara Delvine is a perfect example of how not to be a celebrity, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, she's just generally... I feel bad for her because she's grown up in a very middle-class, rich family. She's always been beautiful, um, and she's become a supermodel. So she's had no real um, experience of what it can possibly be like living any sort of normal life because not only is she rich she's been rich her whole life and now very rich world famous and successful but she's unbelievably beautiful which i think it means that you're just that's another way of being removed from reality which is shown by i mean this is back in 2017 admittedly but it perfectly summed up what is wrong with a lot of celebrities right now um because she did this i'm not sure if you guys remember she did this instagram post where she basically shaved her head and then she posts this ridiculous picture of her with her shaved head and this is her caption it's exhausting to be told what beauty should look like i am tired of society defining beauty for us strip away the clothes wipe off the makeup cut off the hair remove all the material possessions who are we how are we defining beauty what do we see as beautiful? I think that encapsulates how unself-aware celebrity can become and just how tediously moralising these kind of out-of-touch liberal celebrities can be. She's saying it's exhausting to be told what beauty standards should look like. So her response is to shave her head. Now, she's not shaving her head like a Brit... She wasn't having a Britney moment. She was shaving her head to do a multi-million dollar film role. Okay, and she keeps talking about how she's tired of society defining beauty for us. When she's part of that problem, she was the one who's she's the one who's on front covers of magazines, looking gorgeous and giving women um, 
impossible beauty standards and she carries on doing it you know and the way that she thinks because she shaved her head that she's subverting beauty standards she still looks incredible because it's Cara Delvine. I just love this idea that she thinks she's completely rag- radicalized who are we how are we defining beauty what do we see as beautiful you shaved your head off Sinead O'Connor, Amber Rose, loads of celebrities have had shaved their head. And if you're beautiful, you still look beautiful. This is not redefining beauty standards by someone who's gorgeous just taking a slightly different haircut. What would be is if you slathered yourself in mustard and didn't wash and just had your hair matted with shit. Then I'll be like, okay, fair play, Cara. You're really redefining what beauty means, you know? Gain 300 pounds. Become morbidly obese. If Cara Delvine became morbidly obese on purpose, became a, a competitive uh, food eater, you know, those competitive hot dog eating championships, if she became that, then I'd listen to you when you're talking about how defining beauty standards, but not you shaving your head for a multi-million dollar film. <laughs> it's just amazing how whenever a celebrity reaches a certain level, they have this kind of encouragement to think like, Right, I've achieved a lot, but I now need to change the world. No, you don't. If you don't read or have any understanding of the world, you don't need to get involved. Just carry on doing being a model, you know? Or do what Dennis Rodman does, which is try and change the world, but do it in a, in a way that's so bizarre and strange and controversial and radical that it becomes itself performance art, you know? Like Dennis Rodman going to see Kim Jong-un. That is radical. And it just changes the perspective on reality. Cara Delvine shaving her head as if she's changed beauty forever. Isn't. So yeah, in conclusion, I think Dennis Rodman is a bit, definitely a BGWOG. He's a Hall of Famer just because I think if I was a celebrity, like, on his level, I'd love to have the confidence to become, just become mates with Kim Jong-un. Just imagine that. Just having Kim Jong-un's number. Do you think he can... Imagine... Like, he could easily just text Kim Jong-un a gif, you know? Just text him a meme. Can you imagine? I don't know. I think he's a blueprint of how to be a celebrity. But, yeah. Watch The Last Dance. It's fucking great. Uh, and I'll see you tomorrow.